Good morning. How are y'all doing? <clears throat> I'm just really getting up. It is 6.58 a.m. I know, that's pretty dang early. I just got to, I want to celebrate you, by the way. I celebrate you because I'm grateful for you to come to this podcast this morning. So thank you. I sent out some fireworks and I also give you a thunderous applause. You deserve it. Thank you. So it's about that time. It's about that time to start off my new podcast for today. So what will I be talking about today? Let's go ahead and figure this out together. Well, I want to start off with what I experienced this morning. What I experienced this morning was a beautiful sunrise. And I decided to do something weird, like take pictures. Well, it's not too weird. You know, I'm a photographer and a writer. And I'm current anchor and podcaster. And like I said, I can't get away from words. But it was something good that I thought I would express that I got to enjoy that. I am planning to go outside today. I've got to pick up some more merchandise is what I call it. That's a technical term for it. Because it is merchandise. I do sell it. I do make money from it. Like I said, I sell on Etsy, I sell on Facebook, I sell on Instagram, I even demonstrate and talk about my work and my life and the things that inspire me on my blog, on Mika's Photos 101, on WordPress. Check me out. It's completely free. I have a variety of poems, a variety of things that inspire me from movies, Movies I consider as funny, as inspirational, different quotes in the movies as well. Matter of fact, I actually did a poem on The Never Ending Story. I'm waiting on that because I'm going to do a special podcast on different movies that inspire me. That are I consider their, their scripture or their phrases in the scriptures. Um, their quotes are powerful and awakening. And I cannot wait for y'all to to hear about it. Matter of fact, the very next podcast will be on at least three different movies. And you will have at least three different points. So, today I had the honor of seeing the sun rising. It was about, I'll say, 6 o'clock on the dot when I seen this. So, I started taking pictures and... I have a variety of equipment. I have my Zoom Lens Fuji camera, and I also, in addition to that, is this phone. This phone that I have is an Android Verizon Wireless, and it takes pictures, and they're okay. But me being a perfectionist, definitely want better quality pictures. I have better on my SD card. That's kind of old-fashioned. A lot of people get away from the SD cards. They're doing um, photography with their phone because it's mobile and it's quicker. So I actually did both. I did pictures, close-up pictures of the sun rising 
this morning. It was a beautiful purple, blue, pink cloud formation. I don't know if it's going to rain, but it looks a bit dark out there. Like I said, it kind of rains a little too much here in Jersey. I joke about it. I say, am I in Seattle? Because I heard in Seattle it rains a lot. And, well, it rains a lot here. So I don't know why. Just like when I was in Washington, D.C., when I was doing my Congress, um, I was going for my voyage on, uh, I call it the Love Legacy. I haven't yet completely finished out the Love Legacy. I've traveled to Washington, D.C. because I actually went back and did research on my related grandmother, my best friend, my, my ace boon coon. <laughs> Her name was Minnie. Minnie Woods before she got married. Minnie Lomax when she got married. The point I'm making. Miss Minnie was a great inspiration of strength and living your life to the fullest. She passed away back in 2012. It was hard. It was the hardest morning I ever went through. I might have shared this before that I cried more than I ate. Not to say I wasn't eating. I ain't saying that. I'm saying I cried at least four to five times a day. I thought I was losing my mind in sorrow. Didn't know how to handle that type of mourning. I've lost family members like cousins and things like that, but I didn't lose a family member that I considered a friend. She wasn't just my grandmother, she was my friend, she was my teacher, she was my advisor, and she really loved me. And I really loved her. Yes, it still hurts today, but the best way for me to deal with this type of pain is to celebrate her life, to celebrate her legacy. She is from West Virginia, and my mother is actually from West Virginia. They moved to Detroit, Michigan. Detroit used to be a place for jobs back in the day. So a lot of black folks from the South, from West Virginia and country land, they actually I could think they didn't want to deal with being in the country. That's what I'm assuming. Well, at least my grandfather on my father's side of the family, he's from Alabama. Yeah, he wasn't trying to be no farmer. I, I hear that's a really hard life. Um, long story short, I went to the Library of Congress to do research on her, her many, many employment. I didn't find the records like I wanted to. I found out later that my mother actually went to school there, private school there. And my grandmother was working in the library, not, not the library, sorry, the cafeteria of Congress is what it's called. She worked there, I believe, my mother is not exactly sure of the dates, because she was a little girl. She had, I think, maybe kindergarten, first grade is her time of you know, education there. And I was told that my mother witnessed the riots there, which was, well, crazy in one word. This is after, unfortunately, the demise of Martin Luther King, you know, the assassination. I was told that my mom was a little girl and she was so excited like little kids be in the grocery store. And my grandmother and her were forced to leave their groceries. They were actually in line trying to pay for the groceries. 
and they said basically to leave this uh, is a riot and I was told there were grown men crying outside screaming they killed them they killed them now I can imagine that was a nightmare for my mother being that she was so little and my grandmother being if we knew her personality she didn't lie so my grandmother actually told my mom the reason why these grown men as they rushed home to their homes while chaos and things being set on fire and exploding because there's riots and people are looting the stores, the businesses. Now, I take it as people were in mourning and they were really upset. And my grandmother actually told my mom, well, they killed Martin Luther King and this is why they're crying. The first time I actually heard a story about the related Martin Luther King, I cried. My mother, the way of her telling me the story, it was heartfelt. I was six years old the first time I heard the story. And she read the book to me. Like, you know, I feel like mothers do. They read to their kids to educate them. And she really wanted me to understand this was a sad, sorrowful, and, and scary situation. I wasn't aware that she was in she was actually witnessed the riots in Washington. And from what I understand about the riots in Washington, it was pretty bad. The riots in Detroit was pretty bad too when this happened. But let me go ahead and get back to the beautiful day that I got to experience the sunset. But me going to the Library of Congress was me taking pictures, as well as me looking for information on I believe that's considered a federal staff where you work as in as the Congress cafeteria is considered a federal staff. She was that. I still, if anybody got any um, pointers, suggestions of how I can go about doing this. Uh, in my story, I actually, it's poetry dedicated to her, but it's also dedicated to my journey and things that I discovered in my journey. I believe I've posted things about Washington, D.C. before. I want to do that again with you guys so y'all can get an understanding of what I discovered in Washington, D.C. And it's some really nice work, really incredible work historical work that I actually was able to take pictures of. The monuments is one of them. Um, the Library of Congress have this mural of beautiful art and I was, according to the research, I was, like I said, I do my research now. The original um, Library of Congress was not in Washington, D.C. The original one and this painting that I actually captured um, among other sites is the ICAL came from Philly. Ain't that something? See, that's how Philly is our original um, birth land. I said the word birth like the beginning. Philly is our nation's second state and city. The first one is Delaware. And I was told they literally lost by one vote. And Delaware is the very first. I guess it's the colony, if I remember history correctly. So, wow, I got way into Washington, way into my grandmother. She was such a pleasant joy to me. 
she didn't she didn't like liars so see if you were lying in her face um i would feel sorry for you because she's going to tell everybody the truth about what lies you are putting on other people and i do miss her very very much and as i'm talking to you about her there's an amount of tears that i'm holding in from sorrow to joy when I talk about her. She is such a happy person. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't go to her funeral. You can call me selfish if you want to. And she was not the type that pushed things on you, meaning that she wanted you to live your life for you. She didn't even like flowers. She was definitely different. She would say, flowers is for dead people. <laughs> My grandmother had so many different sayings like, a variety of things that and she was very, very funny, very animated, and people just loved her. And I, I am definitely a fan of grandma. And if you're a grandmother out there, I consider that to be an honor and a blessing. Because one day your grandkids are gonna realize, I like to believe, they're gonna realize what a gift you were. And it's really it's amazing how I had such a close relationship with her. And I believe, I do believe I was her favorite. <sighs> but everything has its reason. Like, I don't have the best relationship with my mom. Her only child, her daughter. Even when her daughter did wrong things to me, the one she gave birth to, she would definitely tell me that she was in the wrong. She would not only say the words, she wouldn't say the words wrong, she would say, how they were in the wrong. I think that's even worse. <laughs> or, you know, it's been times when me and her would talk about my mom and how she did things to me. And I actually come out cursing and I got scared. And I was an adult talking to her. I had this secret relationship, this special relationship with her. And she wouldn't tell my mom. She was known for not holding secrets. Well, she held that for years. I miss you, Minnie. I miss you, Grandma Minnie, so bad. I wish, ah, I know in my, in my heart that she's in heaven, but I do still miss her. Some people say people are angels. I don't believe that. We're far too special for that. We're children of God. We're children of the most high God. So for me, we have a different purpose and assignment versus angels. Angels have their assignment too. Life is so mysterious, isn't it? It is something else. Life is very mysterious sometimes. Sometimes I feel like we're all walking in the dark, but yet there's light around. We just need to pay attention, just like I got a chance to pay attention and observe that sunrise this morning in a mist of clouds. It's really dark outside, so just be able to see that. But, you know, usually when you see a sunrise, you don't see a, a thick amount of clouds. There was a lot of clouds today. So I'm thinking either it already rained this morning or, 
it's about to rain later i don't know i'm not a meteorologist i don't know but me who loves the clouds pay attention to that type of stuff the formation the way they move it's amazing how something so big is weightless and just something it covers our whole earth and it's weightless at least that's what scientists tell us and i've never flew on an airplane I've never flew on an airplane, but I was told from other people witnessing the clouds that they literally go right through the clouds. And it's thick and it's beautiful. At least what I was told. I can only imagine because you know I don't fly. For those who don't know, I do not fly. And people say, well, you have more of a chance getting into a car accident than, you know, crashing on an airplane. Well... I try to result to not being a smart ass. Yes. Um, sometimes I'm a smart ass. I am my mother's daughter. I am my grandmother's grandbaby. Her oldest granddaughter. I try not to be a smart ass, but that that's not something for me. Yes, I've been in car accidents with an S. I think we've all been in car accidents, but I'm alive. See, this is the thing. This is my logic. Yeah, it's easier to get into cars because it's more, more, it's more cars driving around. That makes sense. But this is my thing. All of us don't live and survive to say oh, they were in a car accident. <laughs> they were in a car accident and they live and survive. My opinion, that the chances of you surviving an airplane crash versus a car crash... I think it depends on what type of car crash it is. And with an airplane, it's almost 98, 99%, unless it's a, a certain type of, I guess it depends on what type of airplane crash and what it crashed on. Like I heard about the people that was on, I believe the Hudson water. I can be wrong. Um, and how this pilot, basically did what he was supposed to do and these people didn't die so and in that that is commended and in that case nobody died so that's a plus right but I don't need to go through a near-death experience to find out so I won't be afraid to be on an airplane and I've had other people tell me that they didn't like flying but my fear is I think it's legit because I am not in control me and a, a Christian friend of mine, a brother in Christ. Hi, Ryan, if you're listening, in 702. Well, he's from 702, but he currently stays in California. I've never been, even though I live two hours from California, um, when I lived in Vegas for eight years. But I never just had the money to go over there. And two hours away, ain't that kind of weird? It wasn't expensive, because like, if I would tell anybody anything about traveling back and forth from Vegas to California, they have some such thing called the Mexican bus. The Mexican bus are normally quite cheap. Or they have apps that you can actually book a trip from Vegas and 
I'm at Las Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up in words. It's still kind of early. I need my coffee, y'all. And I'm about to get that in a minute. And I'm not going to be long like I normally am well-winded. I'm going to, I'm trying to see what y'all prefer. The podcast to be shorter. I mean, I want it to be exciting because I know this is my show. And this is my thing. I want it to be exciting for you guys. I want you to really enjoy. I would like for you to enjoy my podcast show. But at the same time, I don't want to, I want to speak about certain things that are true. Like I enjoy waking up. I enjoy being blessed and going to the front window in my living room. I have one, two, three, four, four big windows together. And I opened one of them this morning and I got to enjoy the breeze across my face. And I got to enjoy the sight of the cloud formation as well as the pictures that I was able to take with both my phone and my camera. And the breeze just going across my face, it was cool too. It wasn't like cold. It was a cool breeze, refreshing breeze. I really enjoyed that. And it really felt something really special and relaxing and calm. But I would like to say I'm grateful for today. And, you know, if I can encourage anybody anything, I will encourage you, you, And all of you who are listening at the sound of my voice to enjoy the good news that is around us. Don't think there isn't good news. I share good news with you. I'm trying to stay focused on the positive because we need it. We need that. I believe that voice of mine that I talk so much this and that and the other. We be, I believe y'all need to hear good news. And I actually enjoy giving good news. So, what is your good news? You have good news. I know it's not easy for us out here. But you have good news. Would you like to share some with me? I would like to hear from you. I would like to hear your good news. I would like for it to inspire you and encourage you. That's my hope when I give good news to you guys. is to inspire and encourage and, yes, entertain a little bit. I really want good things to happen to you guys. And I really would like to support your hopes, your dreams, your vision. Keep dreaming. Be bold and brave enough to keep dreaming. Keep having this desire to dream. Do not give up on yourself and each other. Do not give up on the good in this world. For me, I'm not the only person, and you're not the only person, that we are challenged to believe the good. Now, I will say this. And I think I spit it, spoke about it before. Let's not blame all elected officials for this coronavirus that's going on. Let's not do that. Let's not play the blame game. 
even if we're seeing our elected officials blame our, pe our past president like Barack Obama, which is, I think, of course I think that's crazy, but it's a great way to, to escape from the truth and responsibility of dealing with your own backyard. Yes, I'm talking about our current elected official, President Trump. Of course I am. Let's keep it real for a minute. Anytime someone scapegoat and we're going to blame everybody else instead of dealing with your own backyard, when you're the leader of the free world, the, the, one of the strongest nations in the whole world, it's a big and heavy weight. A lot of people like dealing with it. But he, since he was young, according to my understanding, wanted to be the president. And he achieved that. Only in America, just like President Reagan, he was an actor. I believe y'all already know that, right? He was an actor. I don't know about his movies. Okay, I ain't old enough to know it, and I'm not really interested. I heard he wasn't the best actor, but he still, only in America, he became the president later on in life. And like this guy, this individual, I don't like scapegoating, but I don't like someone making fun and marking someone who has a handicap like he has done. He was notorious for that. I don't like, and that's a horrible thing, just because you weren't born with that element, that issue. Who are you to do that? As an individual, that means you are not a decent individual. and. For you to come at Barack Obama, someone said this, uh, a journalist said, are you jealous of him? Hmm, because he's black? Because he wasn't a foreigner, like he tried to prove that he was a foreigner. Antagonize our last president. He was such a force to be reckoned with. I think that Barack Obama was smart about it. He actually proved that he wasn't, Everybody knows he's a United States citizen. Everybody knows he's a politician. <laughs> the difference between Barack Obama and Trump is like day and night. I think the guy's name is Lemon. I can't think of his last name. He's a journalist. I probably might be pronouncing his, his name incorrectly, but he's African-American. And I was told that Trump actually said the most meanest things about this particular journalist. I think it's horrible when you get into blows with people who I kind of feel like him being a politician, that's not something he needs to take on. I can see if like he was being attacked by this man, maybe he feel like he has to attack him. And he say words like low IQ and not intelligent and blah, blah, blah. Who are you? Who the fuck are you to say how intelligent this person is when you're dealing with a real dilemma right now? That is, let's just keep it real. It's a bit much. And I hope he keep talking to the doctors and those who know about this type of issue, knows how to adequately deal with it. I'm hoping that all the other politicians, because let's just think now. The thing that I give Trump is that he is permitting the mayors, I'm sorry, the mayors, the governors of each state to actually um, 
control and come against this issue. He won't. He made it a point for not. He basically delegated. Um, in business world, that's what they call the word delegation. Will you allow other people do their parts so you can do your part? You get me? So at least that's how I perceive delegating. Um, and he effectively delegated by giving those states authority to actually open up those who are not affected like Jersey and New York and Detroit, all of the hot states. And long story short, there are people who are being infected even faster. It's like it's going on in hand. Like I seen something about Georgia. I used to stay in Decatur where it's greater. That's what they say. Long story short, I hate to hear that less, within less than a week, they found more than a thousand cases of positive corona cases since they opened up the state of Georgia. Now, I haven't lived in my home city in Detroit in 20 years, but I have to tell you, I'm very grateful I'm not a resident there. I went back to the college state that I was successful in, and I'm, became, I'm becoming this successful artist. And I'm growing and I'm still growing. And I like to believe you're still growing because you haven't gave up on yourself. Some people have given up. We have the, the academic of people dying. We have the academic of people dying of, I think it's depression. But they, I think they just gave up. It hurts my heart to hear for somebody just to give up in fear. They don't want to be involved with this chaos. This whole staying at home thing is too much for some people. It's, it's a lot for all of us. This I admit. But at the same time, it's a lot it's too much for some people. And um, I'm not saying that I'm me or you or any better, but I'm just suggesting that we decide to not give up. I hope you don't give up and don't give in to the just throwing your life away, just being miserable and fearful and letting fear take control over your life. Yes. It is hard. Yes, it is scary. But at the same time, it's a choice we have to make to be brave every day. So you know what? We have commended our essential workers. And we should because they're the frontline people. Without them, we can't eat. Without them, people are not being able to be treated. So long story short, I think it's, it takes bravery to, to keep living in this ordeal against the madness that you see on the news. If you let the news do it, it will control you and throw you through a whirlwind of confusion and fear. And it will destroy you. And you got to be above that. And you know what? We are above that. We Americans, we are strong. Because if we are not strong, we'll fall and just give up. And I don't fault people for giving up. Let's pay attention to one another. Depression is a sneaky thing. A lot of us don't talk about what we're going through because we're trying to look like we're big and bad and something that we are not. We need, all need help. You need help and we all need help. But you know what? I want to commend everybody who's choosing to go high, high in their state of mind, high of 
letting yourself be protected by wearing your PPE wear. You know what that is, your protective wear. I want to commend you. I want to commend you because this takes diligence. Trust me, a lot of us don't want to do this. This is a bit much, but we want to keep living, so we have to live a certain way. And so, I'm grateful for you being alive right now. Can I say that? Yeah. I'm grateful for you being alive right now. I'm grateful for your life. I'm grateful for your health. I'm grateful for those who have gained new stability from this situation. I am grateful for the unexpected blessings that flow within your life right here and right now. And I celebrate you. I think far too often we don't celebrate one another. And I, I am celebrating your state, your current stability, your current mindset, um, your current heart set, your perception to think above this coronavirus and the negative that's out there. Yes, the negative is out there. You know, the end of the world. <laughs> I laugh. I think it's funny, but at the same time, it's sad. People think it's the end of the world, and it's not. Um, people think it's the end of society, and it's not. Because if it was the complete end, make no doubt, we'll all be out in the street uh, surrounded by war and chaos. And that's not something I want, and that's not something I don't believe you want. And I don't believe that's something we ought to be of, in fear of. Yes, we are in war, being attacked by something that we can't see. And I commend those in this hard, struggling time, those who have caught the coronavirus and have actually subsided from that issue. Yes, survived from the coronavirus. I commend you. I commend all of you. I commend those who got more, well, like all of us, got this special thing called time. Time to take care of your household. Time to take care of you. Time to really evaluate some things within yourself. Time to hear your own voice. Time to educate yourself. Time to take care and reinvest in you. I don't know when we're going to get this type of time again. But I advise you to be excited about it. Are you an artist? Even if you're not an artist, this is a time for you to take care of you. There's classes out there that you can take that are morally very cheap. If you're still getting income and you're still getting money, a lot of us, like myself, is waiting for her income, waiting for her unemployment, excited about getting her unemployment, and excited about this $1,200 check that everybody in mama, I think, is looking for. At least I know I'm looking for it. I know people personally in the apartment building where I stay have yet to receive that check. And so it's almost like it's a joke. You know, you ever heard that old saying, oh, it's in the mail? <laughs> people who normally go with that there is nothing in the mail but a unpromised lie 
well, it's an unpromised for sure lie. Um, just lying. Just selling a lie. I really hope that we, people who are surviving this element, actually get this check. I really hope so. Because me and the little money that I got from my um, tax money, I'm sitting on it. But the 1200 I don't know when that's coming, but I'm looking for it on a day-to-day basis. So, I'm forced to survive off of, you want to know how little I got for my um, taxes? $400. And then they take their amount out because they wanted me to pay them ahead. I said, oh, no. I said, I'm not in this circumstance, this situation, because of something I did. I had no, literally not a dime to my name. I don't have 400 now. It took 100 out, 125, y'all, out my taxes. So I got a little under $300 to survive off of. So, I, and meanwhile, I'm paying my phone bill. It's paid off until, let me see, May, June, June, July. And I'm going to pay the August bill really soon. All, June, July. July, August. It's going to be paid off until the middle of August. This is a good thing, but I really, my goal is to go beyond that and pay all the way from August to September because who's to say I'm going back to the school? I want to go back to the school. Know that. I miss my kids at Hatton Township in Jennings Elementary. This is a big hello to you guys. I miss them so much, and I wish I didn't have to um, file unemployment and go through a whole red tape and waiting and waiting and waiting. Sometimes it made me okay. Yeah, it's me. It's a it's a glimpse of paranoia. I think that they're waiting for us to die. That's what I feel like. They're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and they just giving us time and time and time and time. Don't get me wrong. I'm finding out different resources how to utilize it, how to get free food. I found out through Collingswood Care. And they deserve a, a commend too as well. But all those who are living right now who haven't gave up to a point to where they kill their self, I just want to commend you. Even though we are living in definitely an emergency situation. We are living in an emergency situation. I want to commend you for sticking in there, doing what you have to do to take care of you, yourself, your life, and look for different ways to find creative opportunities to enjoy your life, your precious life. I commend you on that. God, look, I know it ain't easy by any stretch of the imagination. We are forced to survive on the inside and I feel like almost like I'm a criminal when I go outside <laughs> because I covered in my face, you know, practicing safe distancing and everything. And I feel like a criminal because I know that we're not supposed to be outside. And because I have to get this, that, and the other, I have to go outside. But I try to go early in the morning when there's not much people out there. You know, that makes sense to me in my mind. Avoid the crowds. This is what we're told to do. 
so I avoid and be secluded and isolated as possible. It's not easy, folks, and I know we're all doing this. I like to think you're practicing social distancing, too. I like to think you got your your hand sanitizer and your mask. I'm joking, say has mask. Your mask, and you are doing what you need to do to as according to what our government is saying to protect us. I seen something that I had to hold in my tears for. It's a sorrow. I want to stay on the good news direction about protecting yourself, but when we have lost 75,000 people from the coronavirus, I want y'all to hear this and be alert to this. What are we doing wrong? It, it makes me dare to question. And in my mind, if it's 75 people that died, according to what I read, according to the media press, 75,000 people are gone off the face of this earth because of this coronavirus that we did not see coming. We, I really wish that, that the country was more prepared for this. I had seen in Italy, that's a, a seriously sad situation. Where I'm staying at in Jersey, I noticed the, the community, it's a, we are a melting pot. I noticed there's a lot of Italians, Irish, Germans, blah, 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 Puerto Ricans, blah, 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 scattered black people, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if we understand how to handle these deaths that, that are just, people are just dropping, even though, let's keep an audience, most people are living. But those who died from this, they suffered. But at least they are at peace. And I hope that you honor your health, your time, your freedom, your direction. Because I see new direction happening for us. And right now, the direction of us wearing gloves and hats. But this is the stuff we have to feel like we have to do. Because we don't know what else to do, right? And oh yeah, pray. And actually believe in your prayer. I don't know what your faith is, because I'm a Christian, and I know I've told you time and times again. And I believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. For those who don't believe in that, that's all right. I'm not here trying to convert you. I'm not Jesus Christ. That's not my job. <laughs> uh, not at all. But I will say, whatever you believe in, as long as it's not killing people, <laughs> Jesus. Because there's some sick folks out there. long as it's not that. You okay with me. That's how I'm looking at it. And if it's good for you, then more power to you. I commend you. And you know what? Do what's best for you. Because remember, it's your life and you have free will. So I hope and pray that you enjoy your life regardless of your faith and nationality. You know what gets me upset is when I hear the media and people who are doctors speak awareness about black people getting the coronavirus. I don't think they know what they're saying, the way it comes out. Like, I forget the name of the doctor that's like the head doctor that is at the press with Trump 
and other elected officials or other people that consider important. Well, it's their way of trying to acknowledge that black people are getting this, this infection. They said we have under, some of us have underlying issues and make us more prone to getting it. Look here, I don't have those issues. I'm not diabetic, thank you Jesus. I am overweight, but I'm not diabetic. Okay, every person I know that's diabetic come across every nationality. This Italian guy I used to date for years in Las Vegas. And we and him still talk to each other. The point I'm making is he's diabetic. So he's more prone to it. And I almost can, can guarantee he don't have it. My point I'm making is when you say that they have these particular issues, it, that's a human issues. So I think people need to word it correctly. Yes, people have these particular issues. But at the same time, you do not say, oh, because you're of this nationality, y'all are known for that. What type of bullshit is that? Because if that's the case, I should have it. If that's the case, my brother should have it. If that's the case, my two sisters should have it. All four of us, none of us have diabetes. Not one of us. Not one of us. And all, by the way, all of us are pretty big. Overweight is what they say. The so-called standard. I am actually the small one out of them. I mean, stand. I mean, like in weight, width, not in height. My sister is taller than me. One of my sisters. I'm five nine, and the point I'm making is that I don't have these underlying issues that make me prone. They don't have it either. My mother don't have it either. My dad don't have it either. So the point I'm making is, don't assume me because my ancestries from Africa. That's nuts. Don't assume us. This is for all black people. This is how I feel. You should not come out on TV being us because you have a medical blah, blah, blah certification and just assume because you're black that makes you prone to this crap that's going on. But I think sometimes people need to just shut up. If you don't really understand what's going on, be quiet. Shut your mouth. They don't know how to, maybe they don't know how to address the situation. Because you're black, you're automatically sick. That's what I'm hearing when I hear in the press people saying this crap. Because you're black, you need to do this and that and the other. What type of shit is that? Fuck that shit. That's fucked up to say. That's fucked up to say. And that's a great way to scapegoat. But unfortunately... Let's keep it real for a minute. A lot of black people are getting this and dying from this because they have underlying issues. That's what they say. But I, you can't buy me. You cannot buy my truth in the sense of me believing you, your bullshit. That you, and I'm sorry to come at y'all cursing, but I got to speak up because as a black American, we are ridiculed already enough. You can say... Oh, black people are getting this, but do not come on TV and say because y'all y'all have underlying issues, y'all known for that. Just to come out your mouth and say that is so ignorant and it is biased and it is wrong and they ought to feel ashamed for it. I don't have coronavirus. My mother, my dad, none of us had none of us had those underlying issues. And I'm gonna tell you, as a black person and as a overweight black person. We are ridiculed when we go to the doctor. So first thing they do is check everything. Oh, you got to be diabetic. What type of shit is that? 
And I know they're practicing doctors, so you're, they're really treating you like a lab rat. They don't see it that way, but I'm going to tell you how me, the customer, the, the, the patient see it. And I've never been to the doctor because I'm overweight. I've never had issues because I'm overweight in that sense. Now, I've had issues where I've been in so much pain working out, overdoing it, hurting myself, that I caused injuries to where I had to go to the ER. Absolutely, I went through that. But the but is, I don't have those, I don't have heart issues either. They assume that you you got to be diabetic, you got to have high blood pressure, and you got to have heart issues. So because I'm black, that means automatic no way. That automatically means, first of all, I'm already scrutinized twice because I'm black. Number one, as an individual, I'm not saying all the time, but. Their assumption is the worst of me, the least of me, because I am of this nationality. That's the most ignorant shit. And I don't like it. And speaking from a black person perspective, you shouldn't like it. I don't like to be rolled on and be dehumanized because I am of this nationality. And then, yes, because of my size, their assumption is the worst of me. That says nothing about my character and what I have to offer or my talented or what type of person I am. You're, you get to stereotype me. That's horrific. And as a black American and as a human being, it is really hard to go through. And my black people, my non-white people, I'm not saying white people go through this stuff too, because my best girlfriend that I grew up with, Angie, she lived in a 90%, it was like 80, 90% black um, community, and everybody ain't treating her nice. And they seen her white, and they, they picked on her. But good for her, she had some guts, and she stood up for herself. And in that, I commend her. And any person that goes to any type of ridicule, you should stand up for yourself. So I feel like the racist people just need to shut up. You could be racist. It's not illegal. I heard racist people say this. It's not illegal to be racist. No, it's not. You're, you're 100% correct. But it's horrible to throw it on people. Like, just literally throw it on the world's lap. And like, oh, we have to deal with it because you're messed up. Because you don't see people as actual people. When you dehumanize black people, any person, any nationality, even going against someone's faith, you're dehumanizing and demonizing somebody. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And you need help. That's what it comes down to. People who do stuff like that, they're messed up. Now, my people who receive, if you're being black, if you're being a woman, if you're being a certain race, if you're being a certain um, culture beyond black, who've been ridiculed, a lot of us, I'm a double threat. I am um, a double minority. I'm black and I'm a female. So I really get it. I really get it bad. So it's a crime to have a vagina, but all the men love vagina, right? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's funny, but sad at the same time. Like, you want something you can't stand. I don't get you. <laughs> um, I had to make a joke about that. But we women are treated and micromanaged a certain type of way. But us strong women don't put up with that crap. And you know what? We shouldn't put up with it either. And I, I don't believe I'm preaching feminism. No, I'm preaching 
treat people right, right for wrong. If that's really what it is, a straight cut and dry, right and wrong. I don't care if you have a vagina. <laughs> well, of course, I wouldn't care. I'm sitting on the same thing. I'm sitting on the vagina as well. <laughs> so I feel like no person, regardless of their nationality or their sex, should be ridiculed and mistreated. Now, today's world, there's a lot of less of that going on, but it's still going on. Don't think it isn't, because it is. Y'all seen the cases with um, R. Kelly, oh God. Um, our beloved Bill Cosby. Y'all seen the cases. And it is shocking and appalling that these men got away with that crap for all these years. Living a, I would say, a triple lifestyle. Like, how can you be bipolar they like tripolar they're insane they like to do what they do and because they're rich and powerful men they got away with it and there's some men who've endured some craziness too for women they ain't got no business abusing a man what type of crap even on especially on a sexual aspect that's just wrong all day while wow, i went really deep in my conversation with y'all thank y'all for even Hear me out, but these things are spoken about because awareness needs to be bring to it. And I really hope that we respect one another more today in today's world. I got real with you. I normally don't like to talk about race, politics, because people get upset and so it brings the ugly out of people. And yeah, you caught me cursing. Do I regret cursing? Of course not. But I stop. I know I stop cursing, and um, <clears throat> I wanted to speak about racism because I don't like nobody being treated. I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care what your history was. No person should be considered less than because you're an evil-spirited person. That's really what it come down to. It. Let's keep it real. A person who is racist or just an evil-spirited person, they just hate people. And they look for people who look nothing like them and deem, do the wrong thing to them. And they all are full of shame of themselves. But they don't. They're very proud of it. And people who go after women because they're women, well, I pity those people, but they sh nobody should be going after anybody. No one should be hunting anybody. It's just wrong. Now, it's wrong. It's, it's really a right and wrong. There's no in-between. So today, I encourage you guys, even though we all have our own, I guess, set of bias, and you're not necessarily racist. You don't like people who look like this, that, and the other. Not necessarily racist, or you're assuming people. I advise us to stop doing that to one another. My best girlfriend actually broke me in a sense of my own bias against white people because I didn't know them. And I was raised in a household where my mother, anyone really aware of this, uh, was quite racist, even though my mother has German blood lineage and she has Irish. Matter of fact, her natural hair color, just like mine, is red. Well, as a baby, mine was red. That red is came and gone. <laughs> my mother's natural hair color is red. My mother's a light skin, and if you look at her complexion, you know that, like, she definitely has a lineage beyond African-American. She's very pro-African-American, know that. She's very proud of her race, and you know what? I am proud of it as well. 
But the point I'm making is my best girlfriend, Angie, um, let me see people as people. Her loyalty made her my best friend. And there's no, she taught, and that friendship taught me, there is no in-between. You have siblings and family members who will screw you up even faster and even more than people who are not related to you. I got to chose her as a sister. Just like, hi, Tanisha, if you're listening, I got to chose her as a sister. They're more special, I think, because you got to choose them. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get off this podcast. But I hope that y'all are being educated about what's going on and y'all live to enjoy your life. This is Tamika. Thank you. Friendly, thank you. And I do apologize if I offended anybody, but my points are direct and it's factual. And you can take it or leave it. You can leave messages on this <clears throat> excuse me, on this podcast. And I would love to hear from you. Um, constructive messages, good messages. All right. Thank you. You have a good day. Bye-bye.